If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Happy emergency subplan week, Colleen. How are you doing today? <laughs> Doing great. How about you? Good, because I love math. Uh, math is one of my undergrad degrees, and it was a subject area that I taught as well as English. But we haven't talked about math as much. And today we're going to talk about. I don't like to talk about math, Jill. That's <laughs> oh, no. How uncomfortable do you like feel it. today? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I have been a substitute teacher, and if I ever found out that I was subbing a math class, I was like, oh no, I might have to oh, call in no. sick as the sub. Yeah. Scary. Oh, no. Okay. Well, then let's... Okay. So this is really important then because I'm sure many substitute teachers feel this way. And um, having a good lesson is is perfect. Um, well, I want to first say that my... Um, my principal of my high school, Tony Fisher, who's amazing, he hates when teachers are gone and they the sub plan is to give a quiz or test. And he was a math teacher. So I think he's especially yeah. thinking about math because to the math teacher, you're not directly teaching on quiz day or test day. So they sometimes give the quiz or test on the day that they're out. But that kids need so much specific help that you end up having a stack of tests or quizzes that maybe isn't a true reflection of their ability because if they didn't understand something going on, the substitute teacher cannot help very well and know their boundaries on a quiz or test day. So that really drives uh, my principal crazy. So this that again is about sense. it does it does I never thought about it as an English teacher because it just doesn't no. it doesn't seem as as important as having the math teacher in the room during the math quiz. Yeah. So I I totally get it and maybe it's maybe it's content specific and maybe not but um but I want to talk about again just like yesterday we're going to talk about the emergency sub plan. So on the day when you didn't expect to be out but you are out and you need to do something with that class that's productive. So again we're trying to prevent the throw in the movie type thing. Um so this which is- which you can't do as easily in math class first of all and I do think you know props to math teachers math is you know it's a sequential. So as we were talking about science subplans, there's something you can definitely throw in, you know, in another subject areas, you can throw in something to, you know, whatever 
practice the skill or whatever in math, you want to keep forward momentum. So how do you do this? I'm very curious. Well, there are at least two concepts in math that we never hit as well as we should because of the structure of the math textbooks or because of our comfort zone. So when you think of your math subscores, there are at least two categories that we do not do nearly enough of, but we can do in isolation as independent lessons. And so one of those is probability and the other is understanding graphs and charts. And those can totally be a one lesson day. See, because it's math and it's not so scary, right? So it's practical. These things are not scary. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go in a few directions here, but this credit goes to Dr. Catherine Molasso, who's a professor at Grand Valley State University. And a shout out to Catherine. She and I, and um, actually Abby Giroux, who we talked about yesterday, we've run some math professional development for teachers um, on thinking differently in their math classroom. So really thinking about what should we be doing um, beyond the textbook so that kids are doing a lot of critical thinking. So what's funny about having a substitute teacher is that you do not think it's going to be the heavy thinking day. It's going to be like the easy worksheet day. And that's mm-hmm. not what this is because there's tons <laughs> of great content online that you can use as long as the substitute teacher is is okay with using some guiding questions and not having an answer key because that's what this entails is really no answer key and doing some guiding. So I want to give a shout out to a couple of concepts here that's going to require a little bit of digging depending on your grade level and your comfort level with this. But the first one that you may want to Google is three-act math. So the number three, act, A-C-T, math. And it's going to lead you to a few different websites, but one of them is called whenmathhappens.com. And it gives you a ton of these three-act math lessons. And really what this is about is giving um, a scenario to kids that involves a little video that gets them um, thinking about a concept differently. So I'm going to use the most basic example for you to understand what this is. And so the most basic example is whatever room you're in, whatever classroom you're in, you say to the class, how many blown up balloons would fit in this room? Wow. And you let kids take some guesses and talk to their neighbors and get excited about it. And then what you're going to say to them, and and you could say, hey, it's a three-act math day or it's a probability day or whatever you want to call this kind of like crazy brainstorm where you cannot come up with a real answer because this room has never been filled with balloons. And there's no textbook that's going to tell me how many balloons fit in this room, which is exactly how real math happens. Like, let's build a bridge somewhere that's never had a bridge before. There is no answer key to this, people. Like, this is what we're doing in math. So so it's about coming up with some uh, thinking strategies. Now, what's fun with these, and so this is great for a sub plan, but it's also good for like, you could do this every Friday. It doesn't really matter. But Mm -hmm. what you're going to do is if this is your emergency sub plan, you're going to try to give some really clean cut instructions so that you can say, first, ask them this. They've done these before. Give them five minutes to brainstorm. Have them share out loud, blah, blah, blah. Then you're going to say, show this video about how you might calculate how many balloons fit in a room, you know, like or whatever, right? Or maybe okay. you create the video. This could be a video that you create. This could be, <laughs> the, or this could come from one of these websites. I'm giving an example that might not be on this on these websites. But um, 
but then you're gonna you're gonna talk about different strategies. You're gonna have kids jump up to the whiteboard and say like, well, I would measure. Okay, a balloon is about this long, and I think I'm you know I'm, I'm counting the ceiling tiles, and there's gonna be this many times this many. So you're gonna do volume basically at some point. You're probably gonna calculate volume, length times width times height, and then they're gonna take some guesses. Now, what's cool with kids then is you could put in your emergency sub plan, have them make a guess that's too small, and have them make a guess that's too big. Because now the kid who's super uncomfortable at least knows that as long as their guess is somewhere in that range, they're not going to get laughed at. So as kids get more comfortable about this, they're going to say, well, a too small guess is 10 balloons and a too big of a guess is a million balloons. And now everyone in the room knows that whatever their guess is, as long as it's bigger than 10 and smaller than a million, like everyone's cool with it. Like they're, they're all, they're all guessing together and that's the plan. Now I would probably do a lesson like this a few times before the sub comes in to do it with them. Cause it's, it's crazy. It's going to get a little chaotic and they're not at the end of the hour. They're not even going to know what the answer is, which makes everybody really uncomfortable. But what's great about this is you get to the end and at least, and if you're using them off of the three act math website, it's going to give you a little bit of thinking and strategy, um, to close out, to close out kind of this, the three steps. So that's, that's where that comes in now, totally different concept. I'm going to throw the second one at you and then have you think out loud as the substitute teacher who is uncomfortable with math. The other one is to look at and to find videos of when moments when, um, math was done wrong. So like back to the bridge. So the moment when someone calculated something wrong and the bridge did not make it over the river. (laughs) So like engineering fails. (laughs) So yeah, what you're looking at uh-huh. is engineering fails and it, you can find video like YouTube videos on this stuff. And when uh-huh. you find the videos, then really it is like putting in the movie when the sub is there. But if you put yeah. the right questions to it, so kind of like yesterday's science article idea, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we're saying, okay, watch this film and answer some questions. And again, it's completely in isolation from your unit, uh, your math unit on you know, some geometry or whatever it is. So you're separating it from your regular day-to-day in math, but you're still getting some critical thinking out of um, something interesting in math that a non-math teacher can feel comfortable with if it's a sub plan. Okay. So can you, um, can we do this in any grade level, Jill? I think we can, because it depends on on what you're learning. Like, I know you can do this in middle school and high school. And so I'm wondering what, you know, what you're thinking about Colleen when you are in a younger grade. Yeah. Well that, and that's what I'm struggling with. I'm like, okay, we could probably do this like fourth grade up. What I'm thinking for younger grades is a game that I've seen where you could have, um, you know, you have like 10 pencils rubber banded together. You say, this is what 10 pencils looks like. And then you show them a picture of, um, you know, a jar full of pencils and say, so how many pencils do you think are in that jar? You could do that with younger mm-hmm. kids without actually having to calculate volume. And it's like, um, you know, a, kind of a spatial guessing game. It's not exactly mathematical, but no, 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 um, it is mathematical. So Colleen, uh, no, I'm sorry to talk over you, but on the, um, on the when math website, there's at least six for third graders and it's exactly okay. the type of stuff you're talking about. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. Well, Jill, that is the bell. That was um, 
That's some pretty hefty stuff there. I, I honestly, if you had asked me at the beginning of the episode, hey, Colleen, give me some ideas for a math sub plan, I couldn't have come up with those things. So I'm glad that I could even contribute to this episode. So <laughs> great. Well, it's, it's good to be surrounded with successful math teachers. So yep. it's all about having a well-written uh, lesson plan, but also very interactive and engaging for students so that they're getting something from the day. So thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts, especially with your substitute teacher plans. So keep the suggestions coming in. Tune in tomorrow for our third and final episode on emergency subplans. We'll see you next time.